0: Thank you I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. And you're listening to Two Two Average Girls. Girls. Happy Tag Tuesday. Good morning.
1: (laughs) Oh, these morning podcast (laughs) sessions are a little rough. I, you know, it kind of feels good, though, to wake up and have somebody to talk to. Oh, it does? somewhat i mean you know me i need 45 minutes you do and i i think but i gave you your forty five. I, I got up at 6 45. okay you got plenty of time i had to do it but sure. we have a lot going on so we decided to pod in the morning Pod in the a.m
0: that could be our second podcast <laughs> pod in the a.m with ann and denise i you know we aired uh, let me just launch right into sure. myself if you don't mind oh it's about you it's, so it's all about me go right now ahead and talk we aired um our podcast number 65
1: called um and make it a claudine yes day after we got done recording that one mm-hmm. with chelsea i felt like i had done good work
0: right <laughs> well and anytime you talk to chelsea you yeah. leave the room feeling better than you felt walking in because she's in. the nicest person on the planet she's really she's the greatest so if you haven't listened to make it a claudine day it's number mm-hmm. 65 go back and listen to it it's kind of inspirational
1: but it's also like there's a little bit of a now go do this yeah, I mean, when I my husband said, "How did your recording go?" and I go, "It's it was good." I said, "I don't know if the content, you know, I don't know how I sounded, I don't know how Ann sounded. Mm-hmm. I just know that the message was mm-hmm. what we what we, what we're here for. Right, right. Like banter is fun. Right, making fun of California is great. <laughs> There's no but, end. But it, but I mean, the, you know, weird news yeah. can't get rid of that. We right. love that. True crime, but when it comes down to it, if we can affect and make change and help people feel better yeah that's that's kind of better it makes you feel good
0: it's nice there was a bit of a call to action on that um on that particular podcast which was go make it a claudine day and Mm -hmm. basically what it is is go do some acts of kindness Mm -hmm. ultimately in in memory of chelsea's sister who passed uh in 2012
1: 10 years ago 10 years ago it was we wanted to kind of memorialize that and bring it to attention and and chelsea wanted to make sure that the 10-year anniversary was a little bit bigger and different than it has been in the past. Yeah, that it didn't just kind of get brushed over. Right. Yeah. So in thinking about how to
0: make it a Claudine day for myself, just like how do I go do something nice? You know what I mean? And it wasn't – I don't want to just do the old – well, I saw some guy by the side of the freeway and I gave him, uh, I went and got Kung Fu Panda for him or whatever and gave him some food. There's a place <laughs> called Kung Fu Panda. I think I mixed my movie and my restaurant.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's how early it is, people. Um, which is fine. That's noble and nice. But I'm like, what else can I do? So I'm getting my hair colored uh, yesterday in Fullerton. My, I've been going to this place forever and they're in Fullerton. And I'm just kind of sitting there waiting for the color to take over my grace which takes a while yes it does it takes longer every time every single time and i'm trying to think about what i could do nothing was coming to mind then i realized i want to let me just preface this by telling you about a friend of mine her name is karen hanks and karen and i uh, met when we were probably three wow. uh, we went to the same church in fullerton i'm originally from fullerton in orange county um, we went to the same church. We ended up going to the same school for a little while, but then she went to uh, the smart person's school in elementary school. She was like oh. moved to a different school where they had a special program because she was really, really gifted. smart. Gifted. Gifted. It was the gifted, a gifted program. Gifted program. Yeah. Gate gate that's uh-huh. right it was the gate
1: program they we still have that. that i
0: think do they yes it, they should because some Janice, of kids, my get... stepmom
1: used to teach that
0: oh yeah it's a really cool program she went i, I s- wouldn't know <laughs> i stayed with the
1: average kids i don't know what was happening over at the gate program <laughs> so <laughs> they tell me it's really great they have good food yeah they get field trips and they stuff. get a lot of attention because yeah. they're so smart they're so i have smart. no idea what that is like but Mm-mm. i barely got you know barely passed most of my (laughs) subjects it's okay though somehow
0: made it through so we were friends from a very young age and then uh fast forward we both went to byu at the same time sophomore year we didn't live together or anything because i moved when i was like 10 from orange county so i we weren't as close obviously but um we end up at BYU together. And so we would see each other, uh, you know, here and there. We'd, we'd hang out a little bit here and there. So this is uh, in April of 1988.
1: <gasps> That's when I got married in oh. 1988, Congratulations. in
0: September. Thank Congratulations. You. So we're both sophomores at BYU. She calls me uh, one morning. How BYU works is we don't get like a spring break or um, Easter break they we start school like first thing in january goes till april you're done by the second or third week in april which is great because then you can get a jump on jobs whatever just that's just to say we don't take breaks there's no two weeks or whatever so she calls me the friday before easter and says hey me and a bunch of friends are going to hike up to the y there's a huge y on the side of mount tympanogos right. and they light it up for byu whatever um, we're going to hike up to the Y and watch the sunrise tomorrow. Come with us. And I was like, sounds great. What time are we going? And she goes, meet us there at 3.30 in the morning. Ooh. And I'm like, hard pass. Thanks. Even when you were that young, you said no. Especially when I was that young. Really? You could not have convinced me to do that. No.
1: Oh, man. I'm, uh, I was a night owl. I was up all night. Nope.
0: If I had a stayed up, it would have been one thing. But to go to bed and then get up was never going to happen. Wow. So she's like, okay, well, after we're done hiking the to the Y, me and a bunch of friends, a couple other friends, our car is going to be ready. We're getting in the car, and we're driving home to Orange County because she was still in Fullerton. Her family was still in Fullerton. We're going to drive home to Orange County. I think it was so that her mom could meet her boyfriend, Daniel. I don't remember. I also think... Now, mind you this is it, 1988 i don't have a great recollection of everything i don't think her mom knew that they were coming i think it was going to be a surprise i'm like that sounds great sorry i'm not going to be able to make it to hike the y have fun fast forward to the monday after easter i go to school and the daily universe which is the school newspaper headline says three byu students killed in crash driving home to orange county no she was one of them no mm-hmm. uh so just outside of victorville Almost oh. made it. They were in San Bernardino, so they they'd almost made it. Uh, there were five of them in the car, and a big rig jumped the median. No, everybody in the front seat, which was Karen and the two boys. In an eighty-eight, were we wearing seatbelts? She wasn't. Everybody else was. Uh, didn't matter. Didn't matter. The big two rig. the two boys in the back uh, lived. All three people in the front uh, were killed on the scene, um, and that was it. And that was it very 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 sadly she was 19 years old oh. i a didn't go to her service i was 19 years old living in utah I didn't have any money to uh, get home to get to orange county to go to the service i don't remember a lot about it um i'm sure my mom must have contacted her mother i can't imagine what her mother went no. through because like i said i don't know that her mom knew she was coming home So that was just like the news that she got. So I'm sitting there yesterday getting my hair colored and I realized that I had never seen her grave. I'd never been to her grave and I knew that she had to have been buried somewhere in the Fullerton area, which is sort of where I was. So I very quickly did a search on her and up came the article and it talked a little bit about the funeral from 1988. I was seven tenths of a mile from her grave yesterday. Oh my god. When I was getting my hair done.
1: That's so interesting that that popped into your mind while you were yep. sitting there.
0: Right? Because I haven't given it a lot of thought over the years. I've run into her sister throughout the years and and her brother and different things like that. But I've never really thought about that. So I was like, okay, here's how I'm going to make it a Claudine day. This isn't really a great act of service. I'm not really helping anybody but myself. But what a crummy friend. I've never been to visit her grave. So I... Go over by St. Jude's Hospital if you know the Fullerton area it's a massive complex and I knew that there'd be flowers there I find this adorable sweet shop right walk in clearly they are more of a big picture florist Mm -hmm. they do like big events Mm -hmm. and they you know it's not like go pick up some flowers for your sweetie it wasn't that kind of shop. But i walked in and the the lady was standing there she's kind of an older lady and she goes hi what can i help you and i said i just need a bouquet of flowers for a graveside and she goes oh i can no problem honey i can do that for you is it a girl or boy and i said it's for a woman and he she said okay i'll be right back so she goes into her fridge comes out with this beautiful little um flower arrangement and she puts all the flowers out she starts wrapping the flowers she goes so do you live around here and I said, I, I actually live sort of in the Santa Ana, Tustin, orange area. And she goes, oh, well, what are you doing up here? So I told her. The story. The story. Uh, I just said, I have a friend who's buried over here. I've never been to her grave. And so I, it's, I'm, I have to go. I need to go over there and, and, and see it. And she's like, oh, uh, when, did your, when did your friend pass? And I go, 1988. And she stops what she's doing. She looks up and she goes, how old was she? And I go, she was 19. Oh. And she just looks back down and I just go back to, you know, waiting, whatever I'm doing. I look back over and she's crying. She's got like a little tear. What? So, of course, then I start crying because you never cry alone when you're in my presence. It's like, (laughs) I I don't know what you're crying about, but I'm there with you. So now we're both kind of silently weeping there in her store and her husband comes in the side door and sees us and is like, "Uh uh-oh it's too late I'm commi- I'm already halfway through the door I can't turn around and run you know he comes in looks at us both sort of sheepishly gives me a little greeting he's like hi hey, how are you I'm 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 really good you know whenever so he goes and makes himself busy doing something and we kind of gather no we don't say anything to each other we sort of gather ourselves and she finishes wrapping the thing and she said okay it's $20 whatever and she goes you know what how'd she die And I said, she was killed in a car crash coming home from college. And then she goes, you know what? We seldom know God's intention. And we very rarely understand it.
1: I'm like, okay. Did you, was she Yoda? Like, who is this? She
0: might have been sent from another planet. Right. Because she just like laid that in there. Right. And I'm like whoa lady so of course I'm continue crying and I'm like thank you very much whatever I take my little flowers and she's like you know have a good day she's she's really gonna appreciate this so I leave I head over to the cemetery and I'm looking for her headstone and of course I can't find it even though the people at the front desk
1: could not have been more helpful (laughs) <laughs> literally drew me a map and I'm still wandering around going they don't understand you have a Tesla and it tells you exactly where to go and it's so smart you don't have to think about I don't it. Have you to can't think. read
0: a map I, I was like eight rows in five rows over and I'm like this is it's not here so as I'm standing there just looking lost up pulls this, this car a guy hops out dressed in regular clothes and goes hey are you looking for a grave I'm like (laughs) I am and he goes I figured he's not dressed in like I work at the cemetery clothes he's just in normal clothes and he goes let me see your map so I show him the map he walks me directly to it oh my goodness points to it there she is and I'm like oh thank you so much and he goes hold on just a second disappears behind a little building comes back out with a vase Oh. like an in-the-ground yes, sort of container so you can keep your flowers he put water in it for me set it down on her headstone for me and said okay there you go you can put that there and I go where's the in-the-ground one and he goes well it's, it's grown over it's right here and he starts tapping on it he's like it's grown over it's it's right here and I said okay and he goes so what I'm gonna do I get into work at six thirty in the morning tomorrow morning I'm gonna come over here I'm gonna power wash her headstone for you oh. because it's a little sad looking and I'm going to dig out that hole so that the vase fits in there. And I'll put your flowers in there for you, okay? Oh, my gosh. Did uh, you start crying again? Always. And, of course, now he's uncomfortable because now he's <laughs> made me cry. And I'm like, thank you so much. And he goes, this is what I do. This is what I do here at the cemetery.
1: That's a job. And he and, and he, he does him. it.
0: Uh-huh. So, in oh making gosh. it a Claudine day for myself, <laughs> I thought I was really being great <clears throat> making it a Claudine day. Um... I had served people. I had two people come into my life within a matter of fifteen minutes, who not only served me, right, served my friend Karen, right, and also said said the, the right things. the right things. Like you don't know God's will, you're never going to understand it. But here's this is this is our this is how life is. I don't know why I'm always surprised at humanity. I'm always surprised when people will take a minute to be nice. Not just the couple at the old flower store, but the the man at the at the cemetery, no one had to think twice about me, and they still did, and I, I that's what I took away from it. I'm like, you know what? people are inherently good. you you sometimes you just gotta look for it. You that's can't, the thing. You can't just be angry driving on the fifty seven freeway every day of your life. I couldn't have been more surprised. And I can't stop thinking about it because it was <laughs> now that I'm, you know, through the the tears of, you know, my poor friend there at the old flower shop. Now that we've sort of gathered ourselves and like, that was really a lovely thing. And she didn't need to say anything. And she, she did. She She kind of caught, I think I brought an energy in there that I maybe wasn't understanding myself. And she caught that and sort of made comment on it, which was really, really decent of her.
1: And who knows, maybe she lost somebody close to her as well. That's right. And she understood the significance of what you were mm-hmm. going to do at that yeah, point.
0: I, I I think she did. So I shout out, I wish I could shout out their floral store, but I, I can't remember it to save my <laughs> life. And who knows if I could even <laughs> find it. But so I just wanted to say before we wrap it up to my friend, Karen, who passed away mm-hmm. too soon, may she rest in peace and may her family have peace as well and um you know she love those that you love and and sometimes go out of your comfort zone and and uh get up early in the morning and go do something with a friend because you don't know you don't know we're all on a clock so just
1: you never know you never know
0: live each day live each day Live each day
1: well with that are we gonna have a flawless segue like usual (laughs) I'm trying to figure out how to segue into our thing, but I think I've figured it out. Okay, tell me. So one of the things that I well, first of all, let me ask you this, and this is gonna be a little bit of a roundabout way to segue. but mm-hmm. are you a dreamer of <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> are you not in the sense of the what politically a dreamer? Are you a dreamer in or a fantasizer of winning the lottery? Like, have you ever like on, the mega million is at 400 million dollars. I think I'll play. Uh, let me let me let you in on a little secret. Are you ready for this? I am. Never once played the lottery.
0: What? Never once had a card that I bought, that I was gifted. You've never
1: had a scratcher that someone gave to you for a gift? M- maybe that was the case. Um You can't remember it.
0: I don't remember You didn't it.
1: win. I,
0: I didn't win. I've never actually like pl- gone into the old AM PM there on Newport Avenue and said, hey, give me... But I've stood behind those people who are like, I need $100 of
1: this right. and $50 of that. I have never been a gambler. You know that. I we know We go to that. Vegas and I don't even...
0: She stands
1: and supports. I will support it because I would rather buy a pair of shoes than (laughs) waste my money on that. But such a waste. I can say I have bought a lottery ticket or five or ten or twenty. Oh, you have. I have over the years. I'm not. I don't play on a regular. So I do fantasize. Like I'll I'll sit there and I'll go. Oh, it's at twenty five million. It's worth my while now, just in case I wish to win. So I'll go put down five bucks, twenty bucks. You ever give them as gifts? I have given scratchers in. In things to people yes like with gift cards and some scratchers like ten dollars worth of scratchers or something and to me those aren't fun anyway i don't i'm not into it i'm into the big stuff sure right so but i do fantasize i'm one of those people i'm like if i win this what would you okay so then what the question is it's always usually a house like a house somewhere like a beach house somewhere you would buy a house i probably would would you retire immediately oh absolutely (laughs) I mean, it, I don't even you didn't even have to get that out. Like, didn't you know, he? those people are like, I'm not sure if I would go back and I would go back to work, you know, probably if I worked for somebody else. Oh, I say this. I wouldn't. But here's the reality. I would have to close my business and it would take some time because I have employees that I wouldn't want to just like leave hanging. Yeah. So I would. But no. Yeah. No, I wouldn't work anymore. You'd be done. I'd be I'd find a way to leave. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. would you
0: um okay so you'd buy a house it just depends
1: on how much money
0: okay it's got to be the big daddy it's got to be the the big one if
1: it's like a hundred million sure oh i I, all my kids i would give money to you know organizations did you know that for like the church does not take this is a total side note we can take this out but (laughs) the church will not accept tithing on lottery winning because it's gambling. Because it's gambling. And I was like, well, that's another plus. <laughs> oh, Good. Oh, we're leaving that in. I mean, I guarantee you, if I win $100 million and I want to dedicate a building at BYU, I bet you they'll take it. They might take it. I'm just they might sane. take the,
0: the Denise Cooper, what would it be? The biology <laughs> <Would> building? <laughs> the fine art building? Neuroscience. <laughs> oh,
1: so I anyway, it. I... We digress a bit, but yep. you know, you, you think about this and somebody wins. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll go weeks and weeks and weeks, sometimes months yeah. on the megas. I don't even know how all of that works because there's a state lottery. There's, there's interstate. There's, there's all kinds state. of stuff. Yeah. And you know, it started out and gambling's not great. And gambling as, as many things as happened because of COVID has become off the charts mm. because people stayed home on their computers mm. and guess what they did they gambled they gambled a lot I they're haven't gambling heard that. a lot oh, they're gambling heard. a lot there's mm. a lot of gambling going on there's a lot of bad things on the internet going on what because people have yeah i know it's hard to believe <laughs> um going on just because they have a lot of time and they're secluding themselves in their their worlds yeah and they're not getting out and helping people and, and interacting so and they're working from home i mean yeah we wanted to talk about i want to talk about yeah. i don't know if you do but i want to talk about lottery winners there are it is rife with stories that you can't believe and here's my segue tell me we were talking about things that are completely not superficial when i we were talking about make it a claudine day and doing something for somebody else it's really not about the money no it's really about the act of service or putting somebody above yourself Mm -hmm. and it Probably will make you feel good like it did with you. Mm-hmm. You had an experience that really you felt like, wow, I did it for me. But no, Mm-mm. you were doing it for somebody else. Mm-hmm. This is the opposite of that. This is people fully invested <laughs> in just, I need the money. Let's go. Here's my 20 bucks at the Circle K. I want a pack of cigarettes. And I'm going to get you know $20 worth of lottery tickets. Nothing wrong with that. No. And when you, if you ever go to convenience stores, you will see people. And it's kind of a regular thing Mm -hmm. these people are buying lottery tickets every single week
0: yeah they are which is i there are those things that come out that go okay if you spent 20 dollars a week on the lottery after how many years how much money would you have actually spent and the number is always staggering i'm like wait what i could have oh i wouldn't i don't think i'd do that right so what okay so you want to talk about the the crazy stories that have come from people
1: winning the lottery well here's what i really want to focus on tell me i want to focus on lottery winners who have lost it all oh my gosh you went dark so i know but it's so to me it's 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 fascinating. it is fascinating and i think it's a tell it it, it tells you really what this whole podcast started out as is money isn't what it's about is that what this podcast started out
0: as i kind of feel like it did do we need to rename rebrand I, I, not our <laughs> podcast, this particular episode. Oh, this episode. Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> Stay money with me. Stay with me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, money isn't what it's all about when you're doing certain things, right?
1: Well, Service. When, when it completely mm-hmm. takes over and you win millions of dollars and you are able to squander it away. And I think the psychology behind that, and we can talk about that, is deeper than that because money, we know, does not make you happy.
0: Also, is there a component to this that the people who are playing the lottery aren't necessarily people who already
1: have money? I would I would have to venture to say most of the time people who are playing it, and I look statistically to find out if so, socioeconomics, we could find that out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's very hard to yes. get any information on that that yeah. is reliable or really makes any sense. Mm-hmm. I would say this, just from my knowledge, and just from seeing outside the world, most people who have money are using that money to invest and do things that are more of a sure thing. Mm-hmm. They're not going and doing this. Although yeah. I know a lot of people with some a lot of money who go to Vegas on a regular. Oh, yeah. that's But, but that's it, more like an entertainment thing for them. Yeah. And they do win. When you risk a lot, you win a lot. You do.
0: But you have to you know, risk it. bigger
1: the risk, the bigger the reward, they say. Right. so. But anyway, these are some people who, you know... Just um, happen to get lucky, and they win.
0: <laughs> you buy enough, and eventually you win. Right. Do you know when the lottery... Well, I'm asking you this as a rhetorical question, because I didn't do any research about people who've won and lost, per se. Right. That kind of your thing. But when we started talking about the lottery, I was like, how old is the lottery? I started to do some right. research. Like, how, how old is it? I don't know. It? Well, it started... Um, like in colonial era which is going way back it's not the modern day clearly there have been versions of lotteries throughout the throughout the years but the lottery the modern era lottery that we now know is was established like in 1934 Uh if you can imagine um but really it was the new hampshire lottery in 1964 that sort of like brought it to the fore and that's where the scratcher cards were first introduced which is you know i think that's what most people no. Um so anyway, it was I didn't realize it had been around that long here in California. Where do, do, where does the the revenue from the lottery tickets go allegedly? You said
1: allegedly, so I'm glad you did that. <laughs> I I knew who I was I knew my audience. Yes. It allegedly goes to the schools. Right. And I I think some does, but listen, clearly not enough. Oh, listen. I've got <clears throat> I got numbers of okay. how
0: much goes where but I'll get to that in a minute. But I do want to, I have a little quiz for you. Yes. Of all the 50 states, we're not going to count Guam and Puerto Rico. We're just going to do our, you know, our regular 50 states here. Sure. There are some states that do not allow the lottery. Do you know? Utah. Utah. Ding, ding, ding. Number one. I figured. Yeah. Because it's a gambling. form of gambling and they don't, They're they're not okay with that number two take a guess nevada
1: oh i you know (laughs) what? the funniest thing is the first thing i said was going to be nevada but then i'm like no they allow gambling they do allow gambling but guess what a state lottery would compete with with the gambling so those people are like no we're not having any competition they have lobbied against a state lottery they're fearing
0: the competition also mississippi who's big on they have big gambling um In Mississippi, they actually have have passed legislation that allows a state lottery system. Um, It doesn't seem to have interfered at all with the gambling that's done in Mississippi. Also, uh, Alaska and Hawaii—they do not allow it. I didn't know that. Yeah, they don't. They. I read a statement from the governor of Alaska, who said, "We just don't. We just don't need that kind of revenue here." which is like, okay. I just thought that was interesting that there, I didn't realize there were some states that didn't allow it. I thought we were all just on in the same boat together, but no, state by state, they get to decide. There's no federal law. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, and like I said, some of these states, uh, the smaller states, they like band together. So you've got like a tri-state lottery mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it ups the winnings a little bit more. And
1: One of the things that I mostly find fascinating is, and I'm gonna re- just read this randomly to okay. you a little bit here and there because Literally, there is no um, shortage <laughs> of people who have won a lot of money and lost everything. And I'm not just talking about passing away, like when they're when they're dying, they just don't have very much. Yeah. I'm talking about destitute, like they've won and then lost it to a point where yeah. I am living. So out here's of a ball. here's an example. Okay, Evelyn Bashore. Okay, she beat the one 15 trillion what? odds. Fifteen oh, trillion oh. odds okay. when she won $3.9 and 1.4 million <gasps> within five months. She of, won it twice of playing pick six. What? So you picked the numbers and she won them. And she, is she in like, nineteen eighty five. Oh, this is early days. Yes, she gambled much of it away, however, and she gave even more away. Oh,
0: same.
1: which again, when we talked about this, I think that. It, it comes down to a couple things. Unable to control her spending, it is all it was all gone at the turn of the millennium millennium. In two thousand, the destitute Beshore moved into a brick New Jersey trailer park and basically had nothing. Oh so it took her fifteen years to power through yeah. all of that. Yeah. I mean she had she had about seven million dollars. <sighs> which, you know, in eighty five that yeah again we're talking right now i mean listen if i want a million dollars that's life changing yeah i mean that makes a difference that puts a dent in stuff yeah you win you know you win a couple thousand bucks hey it's still great yeah let's anything go, is good let's go to dinner anything is better than nothing yeah but in this inflationary era it's not gonna go very fast. <laughs> Absolutely. You're gonna have to really win some Aww. money. So I think one of the things that we talked about was what do you do if you do win a lottery ticket?
0: Right. Okay, so mm-hmm. that got me thinking. So you you win, and I, I do hear of these people, I think it was on a talk radio thing a few years ago, that someone thought that they had won, mm-hmm. couldn't find their ticket. I
1: okay. <laughs> uh, every time I win, just so you know, I mean, every time I play. The lottery which again i haven't played in years right but if i go to circle k and i'm getting a diet coke yeah. and i happen to see that oh wow that looks like it's a lot yeah give me five bucks worth it right i literally am like where do i put my ticket where do you where put do it because th- this is not going to happen to me no because they they identify where you win like they'll say the, the winning ticket was bought on newport avenue at the circle k <laughs> on monday the 26th and yeah. you're like holy crap that was me that was could be me yes
0: do you have a system like where do you put that i put ticket? it in my bra
1: <laughs> i mean you i don't know, i do <laughs> no i literally do because <laughs> stay with me with i'm this. here i am present when i get undressed at night then it'll fall out and then i'll be like oh i gotta find a place for that okay and then i put it on the pegboard it, i put it on the corkboard near my computer Okay, I know it well. So it's not a a big system because I don't do it very often. Right. But the things that go in my bra end up, (laughs) I can see it later. And I don't just like, it doesn't just like go. There's other things that have gone in their place too. (laughs) I won't get into that again another podcast, but yes. It's
0: too early to talk about what's in Denise's bra. Listen,
1: (laughs) having a bra that keeps things in is... Just one of the positives of having boobs this size. I'm just going to say, <laughs> let me let me just segue. Um,
0: Motley Fool, who I think is great. Motley Fool always has some terrific advice about what to do with your money. Maybe not to do with what to do with your underwear, but definitely what to do with your money. They say, number one, first thing, before you do anything else, protect that lottery ticket. Because if you lose it, you cannot prove that you're the winner, right? Which, I mean, makes sense. So make paper i've never thought of this make paper and digital copies of the ticket so make a copy of it that's a great idea scan it download it upload it put it on the cloud do whatever you need to do and they suggest put it in two places encrypted cloud storage and an external drive so like your little thumb drive that you Mm -hmm. just stick in there save it on there if necessary put it in a
1: home lockbox. put it in a safe put it in a safety deposit box i guarantee you 99.9% of the lottery winners are not going to all that trouble. I mean, they just aren't because the odds of you winning are, you know... million no, yeah like whatever. they're just they're just so crazy i'm telling you you get in your truck you throw that thing on the dashboard exactly. and you go on with your day or you put it in the cup holder and now your diet coke has sweated all over that's the right. ticket and you can't even read it to see if you won
0: well that's the other thing though that they say this kind of goes hand <laughs> in hand with protecting your ticket don't rush out to claim to claim it Ooh. that's which i thought was weird but it's it, If you listen to the reasons that they give, first of all, if your prize is big enough to attract the media attention, claiming the ticket within a week of the announcement
1: risks creating a bigger stir, like more drama. I'm sorry. If I know I'm winning, let's just say it's $5 million. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Right. If I know that I've won that, I'm Mm -hmm. not waiting. I'm just telling you, if I wait. I would be afraid. First of all, I'd lose a ticket, even though I know where it is. Right. Let's say I know where it is. Well, that's went why went from you... my bra to my thing, and <laughs> Dude, now I pulled. Point. I'm just trying to prevent you from becoming one of the stories that we're I telling know. today. I, I know, I know. I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna try to live by that because there's, like I said, I have a stack of ex- examples of what. <laughs> Tell me you another You shouldn't story. do. Tell yes. Tell me another story. Billy Bob Harold Jr. Oh, he man. already sounds like he's going to probably not do the right thing. He's Billy Bob. Serial killer, yeah. minimum. Yeah, you have two names. You have to, <laughs> The only way to be a serial killer is to have two names for a first name. <laughs> anyway, in the entire sad history of lottery winners spending too much too fast, Billy Bob Harrell Jr. is in a class by himself. Uh oh. The Home Depot shelf stalker blew through 31 million in just two years. Ooh,
0: how'd he do that?
1: After winning the lottery Texas jackpot, mm. he and his wife bought houses and cars for themselves and their family members, which I, I get. I would do. I would want to do. The deeply religious family also donated heavily to their church and individual members of the congregation, which is really good. The money dried up, and Harold's marriage fell apart. Less than two years after the lottery dreams came true, Harold locked himself in a room and shot himself to death. Sorry, this took a really Ooh, dark turn.
0: What? Yeah,
1: thirty-one million over two years. That
0: is—you're um, really trying to well, blow through that money. I
1: think that people. I think that's one of the things that I think everybody thinks is like thirty-one million is a lot. No, it's not that much, but. It, it is a lot it is a lot no it is but but on, on just the surface it's a lot but just like every listen every, how many athletes who are making 30 million a year yeah. don't do the right thing and all of a sudden they're bankrupt yep or you know the Hollywood movie star who seems to have it all and you find out wow she has no money right because people take advantage of you yep like he gave it to the congregation I'm sure in your list of things that we should and shouldn't do because you shouldn't tell people because what happens when you tell people? Suddenly you've got more cousins than you ever knew existed. Exactly. Who need a hand up. Or friends or mm-hmm. the sad story. I mean, I know Oprah has been criticized a lot and I know she's not your favorite Just person. on this podcast alone. <laughs> I know. From you. Not me, <laughs> Oprah. I still love you. But Oprah, like I've even had my mom say like, she has so much money. Why does she need another house? Okay, She's earned that money. She has a yeah. right to decide how she's gonna spend that money. Yeah. And everyone has an idea of how she should spend her money. And they always are giving her sob stories. And she has to she has to have a team of people and herself deciding on the on that alone. You know she's giving to charity m- of course. millions and millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their handout. Of course, when you got that kind of money. Well, and even when you have thirty-one million dollars, yes. and you probably could be living in an apartment, or you—I mean, there's, there's the scenarios are endless. Yeah. Of how you can lose your money. But you're right, though. In it's
0: this is kind of the Oprah complex: is that you, uh, whether you want it or earned it, like Oprah, it's your money, and you get to do whatever you want with it. You
1: also probably are feeling a little guilty. I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. Here you are your family your entire family is on welfare or mm-hmm. you're they're barely making it he mm-hmm. was a sh- stalker a yeah. shelf stalker at home depot which there's no shame in that that's a great job mm-hmm. but it doesn't pay a lot
0: no these are humble people these
1: are people very who modest. are just you know making it through mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden you have this windfall of money mm-hmm. you're going to buy houses you're going to buy cars because you've never had that right but then everybody else is going to want it and they're going to make you feel guilty for not giving it to them. Right. Well, that's another thing that the Motley Crew
0: says is that don't do what Denise tells you to do. <laughs> don't go quit your job.
1: No. Don't
0: do that immediately. Keep your job. You don't you don't need to just quit the next day. I mean, obviously there's 31 some... million and
1: he's making minimum wage. Yeah, but, but I'm just
0: saying I honestly what I would do and what I'm saying here are probably two different things. I don't think I would go in the next day and quit my job. Unless I absolutely hated it. I've had good right. luck with jobs. So I've o- I've always kind of enjoyed my job. I don't know that I'd go in the next day and be like, Bye! And just like, you know, yeah. s- spreading $1 bills as I <laughs> run into the elevator and make this big dramatic hundreds. thing. Okay, hundreds. Hundreds. That's how you blow through it so quickly. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know that I would... I don't know that I would necessarily do that. But I... Uh, that's that's one thing that the motley fool says is don't, don't don't just quit your job and stop telling people shut up about it stop telling people that you won i know just it's hold a, off for a minute 31 million is a lot oh, it, it, you really have to
1: really like keep a lid on it okay tell me another story do you have okay, another story yes oh because that one ended really we could, poorly <laughs> three million we could go for three hours on this <laughs> sharon Terabasi in 2004 she's from canada she won ten point five million dollars in the Super Seven jackpot in Canada, okay by two thousand and thirteen, she was riding a bus to a part time job she worked to support her children. Hmm. The winnings were all gone. wait tell me again how much she won uh, She won ten point five million ooh it's a lot of money That's in two thousand four.
0: That's a lot of money. It's a, wa-
1: it's a ways back. Mm. I mean, that's a lot of money. Excessive spending and giving defined her life in the years she after she won. Assuming the money was bottomless, the vacations, the cars, the houses, and handouts piled up until there was nothing left.
0: See, that is the thing is that it's not bottomless. You do think, oh, it's so much money. And how am I ever going to spend all this money? Trust me. You'll be able to spend it and then it's going to be gone.
1: Here's another kind of dark story. But a- again... When I was diving deep into this, because I heard on talk radio one morning a while back about a a lottery winner, and then they went to the part where, oh, this person won the lottery, but I think it was because the Mega Millions was coming around. It was like, it hadn't been won. It was worth a billion dollars. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I mean, it was just a few weeks ago. It wasn't Mm -hmm. very long ago here in California. So, Or I don't know where it was. The Mega Millions are outside of California. It's not just California, right? I don't know, but I, I just need remember it. it being a billion dollars. It was a billion dollars, yeah. so and nobody had won it. And I was like, should I go buy something? <laughs> is it is I now didn't. my time? I, I didn't, but anyway. Um, in 2010, um, a 58-year-old former baker by the name of Keith Gaw drank himself to death. Ooh. He was alone and penniless just five years after winning the equivalent of nearly $11 million with a lucky British lottery ticket. This was in Britain, great Britain, okay, the UK. Soon after winning, his... His once stable life developed into a blur of exotic cars, mm. racehorses. Oh, come on. Luxuries like stadium box seats. <laughs> well, no, that I can see. I know. I can see that too. <laughs> Especially, I'm sure he was a big football player. Sure. Football enthusiast, as yeah. they are in the, in the UK. Um, con men swindled him out of nearly a million dollars. Yeah. And he um, split from his wife after 25 years, just two years after he won that's all it took two years two years dude two years after he won Mm -hmm. I mean it's um he he split from his wife it doesn't say exactly how long it took him to lose all that money but it wasn't long it was gone and his and and all the things that really mattered to him again it's not about the money right it 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 seems like it is Mm -hmm. especially at the time when you don't have it yeah, oh, yeah. And it's always easy for people who have money to say it's not about the money. Right. <laughs> it's always
0: the rich guy that's like, money d- won't make you happy. You're like, really? Because it
1: could make my life a lot easier. So I have another story. And this one has got a little bit of everything that we love. <laughs> so in 2016, the Oxygen Network told the story of Jeffrey Dampierre, a lottery winner found murdered in his truck in 2005. In his truck, he's yeah, murdered. He's mur- He's been found murdered. Oh, OK. We don't know where it was, oh, but okay. he was found murdered. That's why it was on the oxygen. Of course, Network, yeah. they love it. In ninety six, he won the lottery in, the, in in Illinois for two million dollars. In ninety six, in ninety six, okay, so two million. Uh huh. Twenty. Oh, I'm sorry. Twenty. Twenty million. Twenty, 20 million. Put a okay. zero on that because yeah. that's a lot. It's a lot, especially in ninety six. Especially in Illinois. Anywhere. Yeah. Right now, it's a lot. Oh, that would be great. He invested in a popcorn business, which I love, and I could get behind. I love, love that he did that, and he gave millions to friends and families. But there is a, one particular woman, his mm. sister in law. Okay. Victoria Jackson, and she wanted it all for herself. Oh, it's always a the sister in law. They had had a secret affair. No. Yes, that lasted for years. What? She and her new boyfriend lured him, Dempierre, to a meeting and murdered him. She got the boyfriend in on this. Mm hmm. Okay. Mm hmm. I don't have any more details than that, but that is just a bad. <sighs> <deal>. Bro. <clears throat> Yeah. It's
0: always the same thing. That's what happens when
1: you have an affair. <laughs> just saying.
0: Oh, I see. I see. This is you know what? Him investing though in the
1: popcorn business makes me happy. Me too. Because that he's the first one to- we've heard that has done something with their money that might make them more money. Yeah. Yes. He's trying Maybe. to do something
0: that will bring an income rather than just like, here's a free house, you know. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that the the Motley fools tell you is to hire a professional immediately. Yes. Hire an attorney, hire a tax attorney, hire a financial advisor,
1: someone who's going to tell you, you should be investing in blank, a popcorn be- business. Before, because I know that there's an option when you get your winnings, because I've thought about this. Sure. Would I take it all in a lump sum? Right. Or would I just let it get whatever? Year and to you year. need somebody to advise you on that before you make that decision, because you need to know all of the facts. Okay. Right now, gun to your head. You just won.
0: How much? Um, say 20 million. I, I was going to say 75. Yeah, because that's a lot. Okay, let's make it an even 100 million. Oh. <laughs> you just want 100 million. Are you
1: going to take the lump sum yes. or are you going to take the, the lump yearly? Sum. Why? I just feel like it might not be around later. Ooh. Uh, this is what I feel like. I feel like if it's government, anything has a hand on it. Uh. And they always say this the tax rate now will usually always be the lowest. Taxes never go down. I don't. They never. I mean, we tried to make that happen and then it it, it got erased, right? Like it <laughs> never happens. So they right. always say like even when you're doing your tax planning, a lot of t- financial advisors have I've heard have advised that pay the taxes now. Yeah. Because when you go to retire and you have to pay it or when you know whenever you're just like putting it in your 401k and it's going to go to the next thing. Right. I'm no financial advisor. So don't listen to me. <laughs> it sounds like you are. I'm just saying that they say, just get it. So for me on the top and I'd want the money, I'd yeah. want to have the control of everything I have right now
0: that's because you know what you could do with right. 100 million dollars well it would
1: be 50 million because yeah, you would really. have to give at least probably more than that but that's where the the advisor would come in because yeah. you would say okay you if you take it in lump sum this is what you can do you can mm-hmm. put a- xyz here you can do it here you can do you have all of these options instead of just being kind of like giving it to a little bit at a time well they do
0: they I think they, for the most part, agree with you that it's a good idea to take it all in lump sum. However, if you take a, (laughs) she's a motley fool. (laughs) If you take the long-term payout, though, it can help in preventing you overspending. Because you know you're only going to get $2 million this year, $3 million this year. That is, if it goes, like you're saying, if the government has their, their paws in it, I would be afraid that it was going to slowly dwindle away and be taken away by the government. I don't trust the government to do my investing for me, right? So I would, I think, right. I'd take the the cash out yeah. too. But, but they are they are saying that it, hey, if you're not sure of how to live your life with a hundred million dollars, here's what you can do, and this will prevent you from overspending because you've only got two million dollars this this year to spend. You can't spend any more. So, I mean, there's pros and cons of both, but yeah. I would, I think I'd take the lump sum. Give it to me. Let me have it. Let me do what I want to do with it. So, do you have any stories of people who,
1: who didn't take the lump sum? I have no idea because it doesn't tell us here. Although, in 2002, Jack Whitaker won $314 million <gasps> in Ooh. the Powerball jackpot which at that time was the biggest lottery prize in history. Yeah, I'll bet. That's a lot. That's a lot. The West Virginia construction worker, mm. known for his out- outsized cowboy hats and even bigger <laughs> personality, remains one of the most extreme cautionary tales Aww. about lottery's power to ruin lives. Mm-mm. Whitaker revealed in, in the, he reveled in the ability to give handouts, which he did until the money ran out, donating stacks of cash to churches. Mm. Diner waitresses. Oh well, sure. family members, strangers and his local strip club.
0: Oh bro. it's don't do that it's it's
1: not good. His <laughs> life turned to tor- turmoil according to ABC News. He left his wife left, his house burned down. He ran afoul of the law. Oh okay. <laughs> He lost a daughter to cancer oh. and a granddaughter to drugs. Oh, come on. In twenty twenty, Whitaker died at the age of seventy two. Oh. The
0: wife left because you were spending all your money at the strip club.
1: Well, and granddaughter died of drugs. Again, I think one of the one of the downfalls of having any kind of money and even just being a parent in general is knowing when to not give your kids mm. Or the people around you handouts mm. instead of hand ups yeah right right like you got to help everybody mm-hmm. as much as you can but does it mean giving them money because sometimes that just perpetuates a problem and yeah. you hear drugs and you think oh you don't know three hundred three hundred fourteen million 314 million dollars that's no joke well suddenly you have access to better drugs you're not just well and if, if grandpa gave you money Willy nilly, and said, I'm going to, you know, all my grandkids, I would do that. I'd be like, I'm setting up a trust fund for my grandkids. This is what I wanted them to have happen. And especially if you didn't do it right, and it's just like when they turn 18, they can have, you know, $20 million, no. whatever it is. Right. Any amount of money at 18 is too much money, probably. I know people, and I'm sure you do
0: too. Uh, I'm thinking of one friend in particular whose grandparents had a bunch of money and he was the only child of an only child. So the kid got everything. Well, Mm -hmm. this grandfather was smart enough that he said, okay, I'm gonna set up a trust fund for you that at 18, you have access to any amount you need as long as it's for tuition. Exactly. So you get that for five years, let's just say. And then at 25, you get access to X amount. Mm
1: At 35, right. you get access to all of as it. As your frontal lobe is closing, right? Please. There, what I would have spent my money on when I was 20, right. compared to what I would spend it on now, correct, or even when I was in my 30s, is completely different. Totally different. I mean, it, it makes sense. Right. Five years after Kentucky resident David Lee Edwards won $27 million, ooh, he was penniless and living in a storage shed with his wife. Not the storage shed. <clears throat> I don't. I, I'm. I'm thinking about the storage shed we have on the side of our house right now, <laughs> no. and I'm just thinking, ooh, it's a lot of spiders, and I wouldn't want to live there. It gets really hot in that shed.
0: Well, yeah, I'm thinking of the storage unit that we have on Chapman <laughs> that's Avenue. That's not
1: even what we're talking about. It's a shed. Oh, it's not like he lived. He was living in. You're not allowed to live in those. Just I know, by the way, the but ones that's you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no. They have a law against that, just so oh. you know. Anyway, the couple squandered their fortune on the typical goodies that um, that many winners do they bought dozens of high-end cars mm. they show a picture of them here with a uh like a rolls royce behind them oh come on high-end cars mansions and a plane sure okay, okay. All right. they blew through three million in the first three months oh in the first three months uh, i could do that well yeah you'd go crazy i mean you could easily do that now with a house surprise the, the cost of houses Oh, in Southern California. It, I know. You it can't even buy, like, you'd buy a condo for $3 million you right. know, if it was by the beach. So by the end of the first year, $12 million was in the wind. $12 million. By 2006, the couple had um, spiraled into drug addiction.
0: Oh, come on. And
1: just 12 years after the win changed the course of their lives, David Lee Edwards died alone oh. and broke in a, in hospice care at age 58. Huh that is not good
0: it's a bummer it's a bummer here's okay so let me just tell you what the motley fool say instead of going crazy the first three months and going through three million dollars no what you should do is not just invest in people consultants which i said earlier an accountant a, a lawyer make sure that you've got those people now on retainer First thing you need to do is go pay off your debt. <laughs> you've got credit card debt, bro. I know you do. Go pay that off. Pay off the the Ford F-150 exactly. that you bought exactly. brand new. exactly And go pay that off. You don't need to go buy a Rolls Royce. Just pay off what you've got and take a minute. I'm lecturing people as if they don't know. I mean as know. as if as if, the, as if any of our listeners are like, "You know what, Ann, that is sound advice. Thank you." Not one not person happening. who
1: wins the lottery who might be listening to us will ever remember one thing you're saying or that mm-hmm. I'm saying. I'm probably saying, I really it it gave me pause to read through some of these stories because again i'm a dreamer i'm one of those people who whenever the lottery gets to be a certain amount (laughs) i'm like i think i'm gonna go buy the lottery ticket just in case or if you're at a if you're at a job a lot of times they're put in a pool yeah we've done that at my at my work Uh and they're like did you hear how big the lottery was and i'm always like i'm on in yeah like i'm Uh not gonna be the only one sitting here at the office when everyone wins you there's, don't want to be that one person. Well, there's always that story. And then they, they try and sue, you know, it's like, well, I should have been a part of it.
0: No, but all 12 of us, we begged you. Cheryl in HR, we know that you
1: said you didn't want and you put your nose up in the air and said, no, I, don't That's put your nose dumb. up, people. If there's a, if there's a big group and that that happens a lot it because does. they're able to put their money in there yeah. and get more the odds are be- better. Right. You Cheryl. should do it. Cheryl, put you're your $20 in. You're going to have to in. split it with 12 other people, it's but okay. at least you're going to get something. It's okay. It's better than nothing. You're the one person who doesn't get anything. That's Nothing. a bummer. They also say to start an emergency
0: fund. Immediately put X amount in a high-yield savings uh-huh. account, which I think that's just good sense regardless. Because yeah, you hear absolutely. about these people who are dying in hospice. It's like, yeah. well, you know what? If you had an emergency fund set aside, maybe it would have gone better at the end i don't know make a retirement account take care of those tax advantage retirement accounts that you can get into make a college fund like i was telling you about my friend earlier don't just say here for little timmy is 100 million dollars no little timmy's gonna have to go to college right yeah i i love Shaq. love him you do i'm a huge fan as much as i dislike oprah i love Shaq. (laughs) I don't know why the, the two are on opposite ends of the the love hate spectrum for wow. me wow i love shaq and he was doing an interview with someone might have been ellen i don't know and he has a saying he has six kids shaq does, yeah, yeah. and he has a saying if you want my cheese you have to give me degrees uh-huh. and whoever it was was like i don't know what that means he goes well my cheese is my money and he goes I have a lot of money I've invested it I'm not just a good basketball player I invested my money I have a lot of investments I have a lot of money my six children have to bring me two degrees a bachelor's and an advanced degree and then they can be in on my will and the trust other than that I don't want to hear from you nice and I'm like really I mean a guy like that who came from Not poverty, but he came from just like, all right, just average, you know, family, maybe lower than average, suddenly gets all this money. And instead of being crazy about it, he's like, here's, here's what I'm going to do for you kids. I know you're going to be upset about this, but here's what you have to perform in order to see the kind of money that, that I have earned, you know? And I just, I'm like, that's such a great idea. Put, put a cap on it. Make sure that they
1: can't just like run willy nilly with all your cash. That's really good advice. I like that when people who have earned their money, like a Shaq or anybody, Mm -hmm. especially ball players, when you hear about sports figures who literally, because sports is a, that's a lottery in itself. To win that lottery, to be able to be one of those guys on the basketball court or to be, happen to be able to play football. Yeah. It's, it's one in a million. I mean, there's so many. Dreams that are crushed daily yep. by that, just by injury. Yeah. And that's the whole point. Like, you never know when your last day on the field is going to be or that's on the right. court because yeah. it's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. You better be prepared. Yeah. And there's so many people who don't. No, they're not. They don't have a financial I think they've advisor. gotten better. I think I think mm-hmm. people have gotten wiser. I think leagues have tried to help people. Mm-hmm. That's, to me, the American, you know, the National Football League and all of those places, and they probably do have... whole team that can work with these people i don't know but they should well i think it starts in college
0: where they're like listen you're a collegiate athlete you're probably going to go all the way you need help sponsored
1: already and you're making millions of dollars without a 20 year old making million no especially (laughs) just the ego in itself just to be (laughs) at that level i mean it's just so much for these poor people evelyn adams made lottery history when she won two multi-million dollar new jersey prizes in one in nineteen eighty five and one in nineteen eighty six. Year back to back? Yes. Ooh. Her total haul. Okay, and again it was in the eighties, but it was five point four million, still a lot, but to win twice, that was her total. So I don't know how they were broken up. Okay. Like so many other lucky winners, however, Adams couldn't get out of her own way. Ugh. She gambled much of the money away, gave too many gifts to her family members, spent too much money, made bad investments, and according to Forbes, Adams blew through it and moved into a trailer. Yep.
0: I don't understand the person who wins the money gambling and then continues to gamble. Then you've got a problem. No, I don't understand.
1: Mm-mm. Don't understand. Mm-mm.
0: Let me ask you this, and I don't know if you know this or not. Can you
1: remain anonymous if you win the lottery? I believe you can. Okay. I believe I, you. that's one of the things that I read about that said the one thing you should do is Here's something that you had talked about when you first get your ticket, sign it. Yeah, yes. Which was, I, sound advice, and I never would have ever thought of that. Right. Secondly, was you should remain anonymous. So when I was looking through some of these reported people, mm-hmm. there is actually people who were remained anonymous. What so would be we the- don't know? We won't know what happened with them. What would
0: be the benefit in not remaining anonymous? What would be the benefit in getting your name out there? Know. Denise Cooper and there's a picture of you with a big check.
1: I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Again, here we here we go back to it's not about the money. Right? Yeah. Maybe it's about being famous. Maybe Ooh. it's about notoriety. The attention. Maybe it's about the attention. Right. Mm. Maybe that's really you go in to buy a lottery ticket and you put your Diet Coke and your lottery ticket down. And like I said, you put it in the cup holder or in your bra and you're not the last thing you're thinking of is that you're going to win the lottery. Right. You buy it really as a dream. Yeah. And then all of a sudden your dream comes true and you're just not prepared. Never. In um, 2008, Alex Toth died broke at the age of 60. He checked into a mental institution after mm. spending. Splitting with his wife and getting charged with tax fraud by the IRS. All of this happened after the Florida resident won $13 million in the lottery. He chose to receive his winnings in an annual installment. Okay. Which were paid in the ominous amount of (laughs) $666,666. Don't do that. He squandered it all away on excessive lifestyles. I would not, first of all. Would you ever allow that to be the amount that was given to you?
0: No. Me either. Uh, I just, and I'm not like a superstitious kind of person that
1: much, but that just is inviting bad vibes. Don't do that. You and I talked about Satanists a little bit on that one last (laughs) podcast a while ago. Yeah, yeah. And I'm about it. I don't mess with Satan. (laughs) I don't mess with the devil. The devil. Has I don't even it. let him on one of my shoulders. He doesn't have any control over your life. I don't allow it. I, but I'm just telling you that 666, it, it's a real thing. I wouldn't have a phone number that had 666 on it. I wouldn't have, if I, if I lived on a street, if I went to go buy a house and it was like one six six six, I wouldn't move there.
0: I would not. What if your birthday was 6668, which is my birthday? It is june 6th oh my
1: gosh <laughs> i don't know if we can be friends Woo! it's
0: all over really yeah. the day the podcast ended yeah oh
1: now i have to change my thought sorry you're not a bad person
0: well it's a, that's also the abbreviated version of my <laughs> birth date i know it's 06061968 so it is broken up but sometimes you six, see six. it it's 6668
1: Sometimes you see it that way, like Let's a not credit card Let's d- not talk situation. About it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Don't do it. I don't. want You don't talk about it. I don't want you to put it on there like that. I won't. I think you always put a
0: zero in front of it. I always do. Thank you. You're welcome. Now I want to just give you a few numbers, and this is a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the odds of winning the Powerball, like winning the the big, the massive one, mm-hmm. is one in two hundred ninety two million. Okay,
1: someone's got to win it.
0: Someone's got to win it, but it's one in one hundred, one in two hundred ninety-two million. Let me give you some th- just j- comparisons, okay? Chance of getting hit by lightning: one in fifteen thousand. <laughs> so when people say you've got a better chance of being hit by lightning, they're not lying. They're not lying because you re- do have a better chance getting killed by a vending machine. <laughs> One in 112 million. You've got a better chance of getting smashed by a vending machine. I can't remember the last time I even walked by a vending machine. Wow. But if you do go to a vending machine and it it holds on to your Doritos after you paid for them. And you try to grab them. And you're rocking it back and forth. That might be how you get killed by a vending machine. It's one of those things that it's like the chances of you winning are really, really low. So if you're looking to go play the lottery, Mm -hmm. just let's just say, maybe these stories have inspired you to go like, if I win, I would do it right. So I might just go pick up a ticket. Here's the most common winning lotto numbers. Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay. I should write it down. You should make a note of it. Seven, Mm -hmm. which I'll bet a lot of people guess on seven because it's a lucky number. 21 oh see 22 is my
1: number I usually
0: mm-hmm. you're a 22 I'm a 22 okay 721 40, mm. 3 which is interesting oh. and 58 okay the most common mega ball is 24 the least common numbers are 23 50 54 67 and 49.
1: interesting
0: yes interesting so very interesting. interesting so you're if you want a bank to win seven twenty one
1: forty three and 58
0: are the most common.
1: Well, that might be how that might be. I'm going to use those next time. Okay. I usually let him pick for me. Do you? You don't do the whole Mm -hmm. my
0: anniversary? No. 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 I don't have time for that. (laughs) (laughs) I want to win, but I don't want to invest any time in it. (laughs) (laughs) I get it.
1: (laughs) Yes. So James Hayes was working as an overnight security guard in 1998 when he won $19 million playing the California Super Lottery. Oh, so super right lotto. Here. Yep. Local but he quickly went from winner to loser. Mm. His ex-wife reportedly took half the jackpot money, which she would sure. in California. Of course. And Hayes developed a heroin habit oh. costing him over a thousand dollars a week. Oh, heroin. Ugh. Oh, <laughs> come on. Authorities say he resorted to robbing banks to keep his lifestyle. Ooh. The FBI nicknamed him the pt cruiser bandit because he drove a pt cruiser oh the worst and the seasoned bandit because his car because of his car and his gray hair okay well in 19 in in 2018 hayes pleaded guilty to bank robbery and he was sentenced to 33 months in prison oh 33 months isn't very much for robbing something
0: yeah it's kind of a not a victimless crime but the money's insured yeah you maybe you you're just not you're not cool can i tell you the story of a british schoolgirl? yeah and the, her lottery winning sure 18 okay. year old girl from cumbria uk scooped up more than seven million pounds which is probably more like i don't know 10 million dollars really? just after finishing her a-levels okay uh what does that mean a-levels i, I think that it's her- college Degree, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. She worked as a waitress and she was making about $4.75 and 75 pounds an hour. She won the Euro Millions lottery. This mm. is in September of 2008. She was in such a state after she won that her excited dog bit her oh. on the backside. <laughs> Nervously, she decided to keep her winning lotto ticket in her bra for safekeeping. <sighs> Apparently, she's not the only one. There was a poll taken in the UK. Thirty percent female lottery players hide their tickets in their braziers.
1: Hello. Hello. I'm not even I'm not even British. Ding ding ding. Look at me, starting a trend here on the other side of the pond. You are on
0: that train and it is moving into the station. Good job. I, that's
1: pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. 30%. Yeah, a lot of people keep a lot of stuff in their bra. I used to keep my phone in my bra, and I don't do it anymore because of the cancer scare.
0: Right, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, no, I don't do that no. anymore. And they're so
1: big now. I mean.
0: <laughs> are we talking about the phone? I'm talking what? about my phone.
1: <laughs>
0: Thank you for clarifying.
1: you. You're welcome. Yeah. So Jay Summers um, was um, 20 years old in 1988, and he, become, he became one of five winners sharing $28.9 million in the lottery in Michigan. Nice. Um, he was a professional race car driver and he blew through his first installment of 290000 by buying a luxury car. He couldn't keep up with his taxes and he asked a business savvy friend to help him manage his money again. He was trying to do the right thing, <laughs> but here's the cautionary tale. Yeah. Don't add the two things together. Mm-mm, don't do it. Friend. Yep. No. And No. Friend and expert. Financial advisor? No. Pay the money, dude. Pay the money and hire a stranger. The friend, and this is in quotes, on the in this in this report, allegedly emptied out Sumner's bank account, in, uh, investing in shady business ventures uh, that didn't pan out and stealing the money from him. Ugh. Sumner's wound up um, suing his friend and delivering pizzas to make ends meet. Oh. Not so when you're cool. deciding what to do on your, with your money, rely on professionals, not dubious friends. No, you're never gonna have a friend who has your
0: best interest in mind.
1: You would hope you would. I would have your best interest. Of in mind.
0: course you would, but, but th- no, I but would. But even it, then, I wouldn't want the responsibility. No, I wouldn't give you the responsibility. I, I
1: wouldn't want that. It's a lot.
0: Yeah. Okay, talking about sharing your winnings. Mm-hmm. Okay, in New York City, there was a police detective named Robert Cunningham who went to his favorite restaurant you Mm -hmm. know like cops like to this is my place Mm -hmm, and this mm -hmm. is where I go he'd been going there for eight years so he was going to leave a tip for his usual waitress her name was Phyllis Mm -hmm. and um she'd been a waitress there for something like 24 years is how long Mm -hmm. she'd been waiting tables at this place but instead he offered her instead of a tip he said hey do you want to split whatever I win from this lottery ticket that's in my pocket she was like, okay, he won $6 million. <gasps> Did he actually split it he with split her? He split it with her. Oh, that's a good They split story. the prize after electing to receive annual payments, Aww. just under $300,000 a year. And then there was a movie made about it. It's a Nick Cage movie, which I thought I'd seen them all. Uh, I have seen none. Uh, <laughs> you're, yeah, and you're a better person for it. The movie was called It Could Happen to You. I've never seen it, but it's based on this... this, oh. this actual true story so that's I like that story because it's a yes. guy that said you want to do this and then when he did win he thought he followed through with it
1: yeah for sure it's cute so we've gone through everything that and I think we should end on a positive okay I like that I like that story you where do? he gave it to somebody else if you have another positive story I'm, I'm about it okay. but some of these people really got me down after reading about him because yeah. they just made some really 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 bad choices I think the one thing that We talked about and I was looking at all of the things that you should do with your money. Be prepared for taxes. You know, sign your ticket. Stay anonymous. Right. Get tax planning advice. Yeah. But ultimately is plan for the future. Yeah. That's the thing. I think everyone's living for the now. Like in that instant gratification. I've got to make myself feel good. I just won the lottery. There's so much money. It'll never run out. Mm -hmm. It will. That's the thing about money is it runs out. Are you going to go play the lottery now? It's kind of inspired me just a little bit.
0: I wonder what it's at right now in California. I don't know, but let's do it. And if we win, we'll talk
1: about it on the podcast. Sounds good. I won't quit this job. You're going to walk out. No, if if we win the lottery, I'll buy us some equipment and we'll get a producer. Oh. We'll like make it bigger. (laughs) We'll get video. We'll be on YouTube and everything. We'll have a team. We'll have a team other than just Aiden. Shout out to Aiden. Aiden. And Sam and Jack. Samuel. Yeah. Jack, Jack. We'll have all of these people that we could actually pay for doing it instead of just kind of like they're making it happen on a shoestring. Hey, thank you. We love you. Here's a hug. (laughs) You guys are so great. We love you. We do love you.
0: (laughs) All right. This has been Two Average Girls. I'm Denise Cooper. I'm Ann Police. We'll see you next time.